I'm Drea. I'm Meg. I'm Tina. And I'm Jess. And this is Pardon My Stash. Welcome to Pardon My Stash, a podcast about knitting, the fiber arts, and how awesome it is. <laughs> Before we delve into this week's topics, let's share what we're working on today, Drea. I am working on uh, the Akemi shawl by Isabel Kramer, and I'm using jeans. <laughs> using <Wow>. jeans. <laughs> I am using Silver Moon Fiber Arts in fingering, and it is faded jeans. Faded jeans. Much. Literally, all I could think of was like the two episodes ago where we talked about frogging. We talked about like the possibility of knitting while you're frogging and I'm just picturing you like knitting from jeans. your jeans. <laughs> like those ripped jeans that you can buy. Pulling at the strands of you your know, jeans and knitting with the it. The fancy ripped jeans. And you're I don't like, know if I would want to knit with denim. I, You know, there used to, I don't know if it still is around, but I know like a while ago there used to be a, a denim yarn or denim blend yarn that you could you could knit with. And I, I can't imagine so how it would feel. To be fair, nerd fabric fact here, uh, denim is actually the weave of the fabric. The fabric itself, before you weave it into that, is just normal, like threads. <laughs> Putting that BFA to use, huh? <laughs> Listen, man, that's 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 how it do. That's and how I it learned gets something all. today. And you're not supposed to wash it nonstop unless it gets really. I did bad know because that. Of that. Yeah. It wears out faster. Yeah, it has, it has to do with the the way they weave it. Well, the more you know, I guess. Yeah. So, all right, Meg. <laughs> <laughs> I can't follow that. Um, jeans and uh, jeans. Um, I'm I'm still knitting Ocean Stones by Greta Menson, and I'm knitting it in uh, Fiber Spates of Vivacious DK in Heavenly. I love that colorway, by the way. It is, it you is know, honest to God, way. I do too. It like, is so subtle. It's very pretty. I kind of want to buy more and make a whole sweater out of it. But I'll, I'll be honest, that's right a now. really cute. I know it's probably not appropriate for a baby outfit, but that's adorable. That would be so cute. Why for, wouldn't like, a baby? it be though? No, I'm just thinking maintenance wise, oh, it would be. Wise hard to clean but um i think it's super wash is it super wash i don't know let me check oh okay (laughs) no because i'm talking yeah because i'm just (laughs) if it was like you know machine washable i would say it's like it's a gorgeous color for it really like, is a nice like that, neutral be, but still like, yeah like it has it has pretty, a little got... bit of everything in it so it doesn't seem like it's more of like a boy or girl no, or it says otherwise. machine wash nice oh, okay so it is it is washable like so yeah i would if it were me that would be like an adorable like i would make like a little baby vest out of this that. would be a good like and and it's it's great for especially if you don't know uh the sex of the baby like, yeah, this is a great gender neutral it color. Does. It really good. is. No, I definitely would be like. I did. I saw it. I fell in love with it. I'm like, I need that. I would make a little like floppy hat and a vest with that. 100%. Or a blanket. That's a really cute blanket one for a baby blanket. It would yes. be. With a nice, because it has a really good stitch definition. It would be nice with like the cabling or something like that. Yeah. Tina? Yeah. I am still plugging away at my Ingle sweater by Caitlin Hunter from Boylan Networks. And the yarn I'm using is String Yarns NYC Dolcetto DK in red, gray, and dark gray. I don't know if this is going to change for a while what I'm working on, but um, <laughs> hey, some... I think we're all on that boat pretty yeah. much. Yeah, like, I don't know. It's just like, it's... Listen, it's we're taking be, it slow. It's we're having a chill year. year. Yeah. We're, 
I feel gonna like, take our time. I feel like honestly, I've just been like when I have time to focus, I've been doing like little projects, like the baby sweater from last week and stuff like that. I've been doing like these little projects in between but otherwise so this is your main project and yeah. everything else are your side projects yeah pretty much <laughs> this is like the one i'm working on when i don't know what to work on or i need to you know just chill and then if i'm if i actually want to like do something it's it has to be a smaller thing it's not going to be another sweater or something like that Fair. and sweater um, monogamy pretty much yeah i am being sweater monogamous right now my poor dark academia is in a corner right now just crying um you'll get there no once i'm done with this one i'll i'll switch Move that'll on. be my next sweater so i'm you know I'll, i'm good with sweaters for the next probably like three years <laughs> fair <It's> fair <laughs> jess uh yeah um i am also still working on the alexandra davidoff studios um i am dragon 2 and we are just plugging away at that in uh oh yeah critical hit dies uh morgan in ranger you're gonna just knit the whole uh dragon line aren't you no i think i'm probably gonna be good with this stitch for a little while after this one um because it is it is a very fun stitch but i know it now i've i'm going to have two projects with it for our projects and information you know about part of my stash uh you can check us out at our website part for that info some pics patterns and yarns all right so this week's topics is going to be uh, lessons we learned from crafting. So many lessons learned. I was going to say, I, I wanted to do from crafting because I feel like, I mean, we all knit, but we all also do other crafts. And I feel like we have learned a lot from all of these. Um, and I'm not just talking about like, you know, because we've talked about things that we've learned that we would do differently. And when I'm more talking about like, you know, just just random it could be completely random. Like we've we've come across. Like you know what? I have learned that for, for me, there there are multiple uses for a certain type of yarn um, that you can use across several crafts that have nothing to do with knitting. <laughs> <laughs> like we used to use yarns for building forts, and you would think that bulky might be good because it's bigger for the blankets and whatnot. But actually, a worsted works fantastic don't look at me like that like there's things that you're really going to use grandma's old like old 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 school red heart made out of legit plastic that if a flame goes near it you're going to get like arsenic poisoning from yeah that makes good for holdups <laughs> i don't know I what did like, i just hear i felt yeah, like arsenic poisoning needed the doo-doo-doo. wow that's that is not where i thought that was gonna go i'm just saying that you is learned not where crafting. i thought that was gonna go it's a broad range i wanted to open the floor to that i was gonna say that i learned recently that swatching was important you still don't do it drea i have done it for the one project that required it and so it was I don't important. need to swatch for the for a shawl. It's, one of it's, I, you just wrap it around yourself. If you, you speak, if you speak to swatch purists, you're supposed to swatch for everything. It could be a freaking washcloth. You're supposed to swatch. I mean, I feel like a washcloth is the swatch. Is the washcloth. Yeah, I yeah, have seen people yeah. make arguments for swatches. That seems for a little bit ridiculous. That's excessive. Anything else I can kind of like? I don't, I don't know. I think. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out on a limb here. And you know me. I'm the swatch defender. That's the gauge swatch defender. But yeah. I will go out on a limb and say, if you are the type of person, and I feel like you are. I am. 
You don't even know what I'm going to say yet. But I am. Okay. <laughs> Trans. Okay, I could run with that. Trans. Um, if you are the type of person that does not mind knitting for like God knows how long until you figure out this is not working, ripping it all back and starting over. If you are not the kind of person that minds that, you do not need to gauge swatch. If you I are the type person. of person. I think you are. But I also know how I knit. Like, I'm not going to gauge swatch for a hat. I like Right. Right. And I don't think you need to, like, okay, I have knit so many accessories out of Malabrigo Rios. Yeah. You know I how you knit. I know, like, if I am knitting a hat or a cowl out of Malabrigo Rios, I know exactly what my gauge is going to be. Maybe not down to the inch, but I know which needles to knit with, and I know how it's going to come out in terms of tension. Yeah. Yeah. So, as much of a gauge swatch purist as I, okay, but the, the washcloth is breaching. Listen, I, I didn't. That's, that's not me. That's no, not me. No, I know. So whatever lady I saw on YouTube that was doing the swatch for the washcloth, I'm sorry. Like, you're wrong. But I really, I mean, I didn't. <laughs> in line with the terms of find your joy if you are the type of person that does not mind starting a project five times and ripping it out five times until you get the gauge right if that makes you happy go forth enjoy yourself or if you don't care that it's not exactly the right size that you were going for like because i'm actually of that mindset like i honestly like i'll do a i i will absolutely 100 percent do a swatch if it's for a test knit or i'm doing it for somebody else like i measured them and i want to make sure it's perfect but if it's for me like nine times out of ten i will like not swatch and i'll be like eh, this is gonna come out bigger cool <laughs> and then if it comes out smaller i'm like eh, i can find somebody i can find somebody <laughs> I just no, get that's, fair. that's fair but for the most part i know that i tend to my because i'm a loosey-goosey i tend to um it comes out a little bit bigger than yeah. what it's meant to be so. and i also know that i'm a tight knitter so most of my projects i have to go up a needle size yeah and that's so, fair yeah yeah I remember when we were knitting those socks and you're like, yep, I'm knitting them on twos. And I started knitting them on twos and I'm like, this is a sock for a sumo wrestler. <laughs> I am going to frog this and go with ones. I did not realize until that point how different our gauge was. I really yeah. did not. So, all right. Well, good talk. Did you know? Oh, no. Uh, I didn't. That face. <laughs> that face. You I'm could intrigued. knit yourself your own garden fence. I have you seen really that. Felt like I it. have seen the garden knit garden fence. It's it is beautiful. spectacular. It really it's fantastic. is fantastic. You yes. need like heavy duty uh, rope and some big arse needles. What? Yeah, yeah. A it's Scottish okay. lady did it. It's beautiful. It's, it's fantastic. Really... Her name is Anne Yunsen. Yunsen. Sorry if I'm pronouncing your name wrong, Anne. That's nuts. Oh, I've seen. Yeah, I've oh, seen yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I I have seen that actually. Yeah. So learning from that is that you you can take your knits and just do all sorts of stuff with them. Well, if you think about it, knitting, crochet, anything that you're honestly creating some kind of fabric, you can do whatever the heck you want. You want to make a you want to make a fence? Go for it. You want to parachute? Make a, you make, I mean, I wouldn't recommend it, Meg. They probably die <laughs> from a knit parachute. Oh, I don't know. Depending on most most old school parachutes are made out of silk. I'm ta- I'm talking about like like open weave lace. No, but <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't just, what I was going for. <laughs> I was just thinking like 
me and you are very loosey-goosey and i just feel like if i took my simple lines and jumped out of a plane i wouldn't be living from that no probably not (laughs) but like meanwhile drea who i know can knit kevlar if necessary you know we yeah i'm not throwing on my simple lines and jumping on a plane Guys, I'm going to leave parachute making to the professionals. <laughs> uh, if any of us had to make a parachute, I would trust you, Drea. Thank you. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so lessons learned. Uh, don't trust us to make your parachute. That's all I got to say. Uh, no, I was going to say um, a lesson I have definitely learned uh, from knitting in general is that anything anything can be um, can be made into a, cons- a consumerist activity if you don't check yourself before you wreck yourself (laughs) and why that's fair, you know, like in terms of like how we talked last week about knitting with intention, like just knitting random crap or like buying way too much yarn. And then you have like more yarn that you'll ever going to knit with in your life or having like, you know, getting the latest, you know, bags on bags on bags or tools on tools on tools. And then you just have too much of everything. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Like as much as, the idea or the principle I would like to think of is the slow fashion, slow knit idea. Um, anything can turn into this fast fashion idea. Well, anything can turn into a secondary hobby too. Mm-hmm. Like knitting is a hobby. Buying yarn is a hobby. Oh yeah. Like those are two different things. Yeah. And I, and yeah, and I don't, I think there's a, a disconnect too with the whole idea of collecting yarn yeah. because yeah, I definitely have yarn that is just, it's, I have it. Yeah. I have it because it means something. It doesn't, I don't necessarily need to use it. It's okay. Like it's more for me to, oh, there's a memory with that or like, oh, this is like a limited something that I really wanted because this designer was important to me or something like that. But, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> But yeah, I constantly have to kind of check in with myself on that because it does like you kind of especially honestly, it's been more noticeable for me now that I've been spending this last I think I'm on month seven or six. I don't know um, of not buying yarn. I've just caught myself so many times where I would have instinctively like just bought something. And now I'm like taking a step back and going like, hold on, I don't want to buy any yarn right now. I have enough yarn. Uh, or I'll even go back to my stash and I'll be like, wow, that sea blue green skein was so nice. And I'm like, I have eight sea blue green <laughs> because I have a type. Uh, and <laughs> yeah, um, similar to Meg's blue. I am also I have a blue inkling uh, when I look at yarn. But yeah, no, I definitely it's it's amazing kind of at least for me my kind of self journey in that. Um, obviously, if you want to buy all the yarn, like do it. I'm not saying not. It's just for me personally, noticing how um, how my mindset, mindset is now shifted because um, I'm not focused on like, bye, 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 bye. It, now it's more like, okay. Well, you're not collecting anymore. No, I am not collecting. Not no. Definitely not actively collecting anymore. Um, and I'm actually enjoying watching the stash go down and giving yarn that's important to me to people that will appreciate it aka you guys and that sort of thing you know patience maybe oh yeah. self-control yeah <laughs> well i've definitely learned patience yeah yeah you have to be yeah unless you're a speedy 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 crafter any craft you well, have yeah. to have patience 
it's going to take time. This is not an immediate gratification craft itself. But if you want immediate gratification of having the finished item, oh, I have news for you, my friend. You will be disappointed. It will take time, sometimes years, to get to the finished finished line. Um, Where you want to be. Yeah, and... You, again, as we always say, never know thyself. And if your goal is finishing, maybe you don't make the fingering white 3X sweater, Tina. <laughs> um, yeah, so, um, you know, it just, if, but if you're enjoying the craft itself, then yeah, go ahead. You do the fingering white sweater because it doesn't matter when you finish it because um, you're going to enjoy the process. It's kind of in like tandem with, with the idea of consumerism. Uh, one of the things that, and I, I don't think this was ever something that I really like entertained, um, but it is something, and I know you guys have heard it before. I think a lot of crafters hear it. Um, whenever you take up a craft and you show any sort of aptitude for it, there's always going to be that person that's like, you should sell that. <laughs> and I, I think like honestly something that, I, I, it's, it was never, it never entered my mind. Like, I'm like, oh, I'd love to do this professionally. Like, I would love to knit things professionally. Um, but I think that there is something to be said for doing something for the sake of doing it, for the mm-hmm. joy, mm-hmm. and not for the money. Um, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. I don't know how else to say, yeah, girl, talk. And I know, like, that's, well, I know that may sound weird coming from, you know, Jess and I who are, who are, you know, dying yarn and selling it. Um, but we, we don't do that like we didn't go into it thinking like we're gonna dye yarn and we're gonna sell it and we're gonna make big bucks and it's gonna become like our full-time job we do it for the fun of it and you know we are doing it on a very small scale we're a very small business and we're okay with that like we know our i don't want to say limits i hate the word limits but we know what we're comfortable with we know our comfort level and i think there's nothing wrong with you know, wanting to, if, if you want to find a way to monetize your craft, that's fine. Um, but you need to know what your comfort level is, how much you want to do. And it is okay to just say, you know what, I'm not doing this to earn money. It's got nothing to do with the money. Knitting has cost me way more than it has ever made me financially. Mm way more it's not even it's not even a a a, a drop in the bucket and that's okay like Mm -hmm. it's okay to spend money on your hobbies it's okay if if you are operating at a net loss um for your for your hobby most hobbies are like that um but i feel like crafting is on a whole other level of people who look at what you do and they're like well why aren't you monetizing this and it's okay not to do that. That comes from a capitalist society. It really though. does. Yeah. It really does. And it's, um, it, oh, if you're doing that and you're good at it, then if you're not making money, then you're just throwing away. You're not allowed to have fun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And it also it's, comes from that mindset, like, of, you know, if you know, when you go to work, like, you should find something you love to do. And that, that should be your work. And I'm like, well, sometimes yes, work is just work. But maybe sometimes work is just work. Also, like... You, you don't have to, like, first of all, you can have, like, multiple things that you love to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you, your whole life doesn't have to surround from what you work on. Um, and also, like, uh, newsflash, uh, one day, hopefully, you will retire or not be working. What are you going to do with your life if you don't? Find different work. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, find different work. Do more side Make hustles. Make money another way. Yeah, side there's, hustles. there's, 
do that hustle culture. And, no, and the, hustle crap. <laughs> I don't want to hustle nothing. <laughs> and there's like literally like the, the disclaimer of if you are making money off of designing patterns or spinning yarn or dyeing yarn or whatever the hell you're doing with your craft. Yeah. If that is making you happy, fine. But the pressure I think that people put on crafters of making it a hustle. You should make this your hustle. Like you're so yeah. good at it. Why aren't you making money off it? Nah. Um, I learned from a very, very young age and, and this is not to do with, um, with knitting, but it, I, if you consider writing a craft, I did not want to be a professional writer because writing was my my escape. That was my the, my stress relief, mm. and the thought of a deadline or being you know someone taking my writing and critiquing it and telling me you've got to undo this, you got to change this, you got to do this, that, and the other thing. You got to make it marketable. Y- you got to yeah, you got to market it. Um, I'm like that's going to take all the joy out of something that I really legitimately love. So that's not something I want to do, and. I think that having your your craft or your hobby for its own sake is so important. But again, if if you want to do it to hustle, if that makes you happy, some people go for find it. joy in yes, the hustle, man. Absolutely, and I there's know, nothing wrong with power that. Power to you. Well, there's also like, also like, it's not just like having a hustle and like a hustle is like even just that word in itself is such a large umbrella of stuff because it's not just okay i make nice hats for example or something like that and then i say like okay i'm gonna sell my hats it's not just selling the hats that's like one sixteenth of the process yeah you have to market you have to seo you have to do a website you have to do ads you have to go to markets you have to pay taxes pay taxes you have to deal with accounting (laughs) you have to deal with like there is so like paperwork 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 business paperwork i cannot uh, oh my god that's like half the life of an llc i swear to god as someone who has an llc that's like half the life of the llc but like um but yeah and not everybody wants to do that right and that's okay i think it's fair to say that crafting knitting has taught me how to better say no yes yeah and that's a good yeah and and it's okay and like i just i hate this mentality that um certain people have of just like well if you're not selling it and you're not donating it then what's the point why are you doing it yeah maybe i just want to sit in my house with my three dozen hats art that's okay if i want to make hats just to make hats, (laughs) maybe i want to make the hat and then i'm gonna unravel the hat and then i'm gonna make it again like (laughs) No, honestly, like I know people who do that too. So it's like it's okay. Like that's fine. Does that bring you joy? Find your joy. <laughs> do it. Find your joy. Yeah, like it's, the minute ugh. it becomes the minute it becomes an obligation, it's not a hobby anymore. No, and and it stops being fun. And no, like I think it's it's okay. And I think the world needs to to kind of comprehend, get off the capitalist train, and be like, it is okay to be good at something and not sell it. You know, um, I learned from a very wise man, cough, my father-in-law, um, that <laughs> the the best money you, that you can make is easy money. <laughs> so, and a craft 
is not, not easy, easy money. <laughs> it's not. It's, it, most people do not appreciate the amount of hours that you need to put into that craft the, to train yourself. Honestly, it's a training process of learning skills, understanding how to perfect those skills, techniques, um, becoming just even how we talked about several weeks ago about like that cardigan I have, like just the betterment of the stitches as it yeah. went down in my skill or as it went, you know, as it went down the as sweater, your, as, your, as my skills yeah. increased like that that you can't just open a pair of needles and just do that one day like you some people do maybe but like it took me a while so like all that training and time and process when there's so many e- so many different easier ways to make money <laughs> i'm like if you find joy in that like you find your joy is to like go to markets and sell those like because i actually i do like that sometimes like i do take commissions sometimes not all the, the time the, the fair we did was so i had so much fun yeah, at that it's so much fun but and i then, wouldn't like, want to do that as a full-time job no. at all like it was exhausting yeah but, but it was some fun. people like that. Some people right, like that. They right. want to do that they all the do. time. And yeah. great, do it. Awesome. But not everybody has to. Right. And um, and yeah, there's just there's just honestly like people. There are easier ways to make money. Like you want to find passive income. This is going to turn into a, an economy talk in a minute. But like uh, just like there's just so many different ways that you can make income that's way more passive than aggressively. Um, trying to meet all these deadlines and like creating like wholesale orders of like knit hand knit items like it's just not or any craft yeah and and just most people aren't willing to pay i'm sorry they're just not that most people are willing to pay for items that are not paying people enough for the work that they've done um they think that that is the correct price because that's what they've been trained by the stores to believe Mass that marketing. yeah that a, a you know twenty dollars is acceptable for a crochet bag it's not (laughs) sorry (laughs) um you know like especially a big one like no there's like a lot of time that went into that if you want to pay people a respectable wage for that time and the materials then you would pay a lot more than that so that being said it's going down a whole nother trail that i'm going to just rant about if i keep going to say we are way sh- off i know the topic. i'm sorry well it's lessons i lessons i learned is no i'm not going to monetize like how meg says i'm not going to monetize my craft any more to the degree that i have which is i make a pattern when i feel like making a pattern for myself because that's honestly when i make a pattern i'll put it up for sale on my website yeah maybe i'll get like a couple downloads here and there like literally like none like to the capacity of like a livable um payment like the money that I get from those patterns, like no way I could live off of that. Like I don't get enough downloads for that. And then, you know, every once in a while I'll do a commission, but I'm good. Otherwise I I have a full-time job that I will do, um, you know, and I will make that money separately. Um, And my craft is for me to, to kind of, again, piggyback off of that. that, And, and I won't, I won't belabor the point, but, um, if you do decide to monetize your craft, um, I think there is a, a false perception of, I don't want to say success, that's a bad word, but like bad word to use for that, but more of like you're going to jump in and you're going to be like making the big bucks and you're going to be able to quit oh, your job right, right yeah. away. The number of designers, pattern designers that are living off of their patterns alone is is very, very tiny. There are very few indie dyers that are 
living off just the proceeds of their yarn. I, I think that it, it's important to be realistic and, and realize that this is not something that is going to be like an, an overnight success or something that's easy. Um, and there's also nothing wrong with that either, like being a small business. There's nothing wrong with with doing it, it the way that you said it, Tina, mm-hmm. where it's like you you are doing it for the fun of it. Yeah. And if you make a little money, that's yeah. great. But you you're doing it for the joy of actually doing this thing and and don't go into it expecting to, you know, become wealthy off of it. Heck, the podcast is that. We yeah, don't do yeah. this podcast, like, just so y'all are very clear, like, we do not do this podcast because we're like, we're going to be A-list celebrities and walk in the red carpet. That's my nightmare. People. Yeah, that is That's also my nightmare. My nightmare. Um, and, like, make all this money and, like, no, like, we, you know, if we make some money from it, cool. But honestly, at the end of the day, when we wanted to do this, it was to just record our conversations when we do these things because we usually meet once a week and we usually have some kind of knit night and, like, and then we thought, oh, wouldn't it be cool if like we let other people in on that conversation? Because sometimes we said really funny stuff that we thought was funny. And we're just here to have fun. And we're just here to have fun. And other people think we're funny sometimes too. I am, <laughs> I am funny. Thank you. Drea, here's your soapbox. <laughs> no, that's, that's it. That's the that's whole it. comment. <laughs> I am funny. Thank you. <laughs> Put that on a t-shirt and sell it. Drea, I am funny. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Can't forget them. Thank you. With I'm a period. Yes, I'm polite about it. <laughs> we had Drea's gauges. We had Jess's fort. <laughs> and fence. Don't forget about the fence. fence. Actually, back on that point that you made, Jess, about using acrylic yarn, like really crappy. You can, lessons I've learned is that you can take that really crappy yarn, do things like make hair bows for your kids. Because believe it or not, that crappy, scratchy yarn that nobody wants to use, like they want, don't want to touch their skin. It's durable. It's fantastic oh, you can for use hair. Plenty of craft. Too. Right. Yeah. But it's fantastic for hair. Just so you know, like, because oh like I did those scrunchies in like the crappy yarn and one of um, uh, my daughter's teachers that got the, one of those scrunchies, she was like, I can never get scrunchies to stay in my hair. This is actually staying in my hair. I was like, yeah, because it's like literally clawing at your hair the way it would claw at skin if it was on your skin. So negative over here, positive over there. It's great. There is a use for every yarn. Use for every yarn. You may not want to use every yarn, but there is a use for every yarn. I to say on a a maybe endish note, though, uh, talking about things learned from crafting, uh guys everyone has a craft you may not have found yours yet but you've got one and i know some people are like no but i'm not like good at it like i can't paint i can't knit i can't do stuff like that uh that's not the only craft out there some people's crafts are actually legit like in spinning a marketing tale man my old school store manager used to be able to sell expensive water to people by telling them a fun story about it like not even joking this man had a craft for gab still does and that's the the thing uh the legend (laughs) shout out to the legend shout out to the legend um but yeah, so a craft can be something like that. I mean, it could be in um, just like plain leadership. It can be in growing things. It can be like if you find really that it's like, you know, you're trying to get into these things and this just may not be your craft and there's plenty of options out there. Look around like 
And you may think you're like, ah, I don't have a craft and I'm good with that. That's awesome too. You probably have a craft that you don't realize is considered a craft. And, and that's what is going on there. Like people are very simple and they are all drawn to be social and to make themselves feel good and create art for themselves, whatever that art is. Um, we happen to be in a niche of uh, fiber arts, and so we talk about that a lot. But there are plenty of arts out there, and we as people get together and share that and do that. And you know what? Power on with your bad selves. Like So basically... <laughs> sorry, that needed a whole applause. <laughs> I feel like that needs to be on a freaking... What's that called? The the TED Talk videos? The TED Talk. Put yeah. Jess on a TED Talk. <laughs> so you can do it. <laughs> so basically, try everything. Yeah. And go for it. Yeah. If, if it you find you something that you like, stick with it mm-hmm. and keep and practicing. And just do it. Because you're doing it. Keep trying different stuff. For you. Practice it. You'll and get there. You don't have to do it for anybody else so long as it's making you happy. You know what? That's your craft. You do that. You Crafting keep is that a for D&D you. campaign. Yeah. Everybody has a role. Ask your DM. They would know. Yeah. Everybody has a different ability. Sometimes your role is touching the cursed object. (laughs) My role is to sing everybody a sweet tune while we go on our adventure. Sweet tunes. (laughs) Sweet tunes. Anywho. But yeah. No. D&D campaign. Keep it like that. And everything that Jess said. (laughs) Time seven. And that's all the time we have for this week. For additional content and opportunities to connect with the cast, be sure to check out our Patreon or our website at partofmystash.com. And remember to tune in next week for more tips, nits, and wits at Pardon My Stash. 